Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Thursday night, primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Tip of the strip, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you join us for not one, but six game sixes. Four in hockey, two in the National Basketball Association, plus the NFL schedule release. We'll get to week one lines here momentarily. And oh, by the way, Seabass, your first round leader, eighty-five to one. You hit? It's, he did. I, I. By the time I got to it, it was seventy. Oh, you're terrible. So, you're no so, good. Yeah, I'm, what a I'm loser. Poor. Well done, man. I'm poor Thank you. We're starting to, off I'm poor compared to Kelly. That's right. We're starting so, off right where we left so, off last. So, night. so in your world, in your in your lifetime, Seabass first round leader bets. Where does this put you? You break even now? No, I think I'm up. But uh, well, you know, yeah, just, I'm, I'm up now, but barely. Yeah, just enough to get <laughs> through the next like six months of betting. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. I can bet him every tournament again. Yes, for the next year, and we're 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 golden. Well done. Uh, tip off coming here momentarily in the Heat and the Sixers. Uh, Sixers are two two and a half point favorites in this one. Two oh six to two oh six and a half. Is your total? There's actually a 205 and a half that has popped now as well. If you're looking to come back on the over, I took a couple of different bets. I took an under first half 105 in this one, I took an under six or team total 104 and a half. Um, look, Joel Embiid just doesn't seem completely right out there, and so. Uh, I'm banking on him not being completely right out there. And then the other thing is, is even even if he is, he's going to need some sort of support, some way, shape, or form in this thing. And and look, we've all kind of established here, we think James Harden is on the the downside of his career. We don't think that him being that that player that we remember from a couple, even just a couple of years ago isn't there. That explosiveness isn't there. He's having a tough, tough time creating his own shot. It's basically just kind of a different player at this point. So... Uh, with the defense that the Heat bring, look, defense does travel, and so I went ahead and played the under team total on the on the Sixers as well as the under in the first half as well. Nine thirty Eastern, six thirty Pacific. Got the Suns and the Mavericks. Uh, point and a half to two point favorites are the Suns. Mavericks are two ten and a half to two eleven. I mean, two ten and a half to eleven is your total there. Kelly, I didn't want to jump ahead. Do you have anything Heat and Sixers before we before we move on? No, I do not. No, okay. I do not. I did. Uh, uh, I played. A prop in this later game. Uh, just did a little bit of what I did last night. Luka Doncic did 35-plus points uh, tonight in a closeout game situation for them. Think Luka's going to be uh, – I think he's going to try to distribute, but if that's not working, expect a lot of shots from Luka Doncic tonight. But noth- nothing for me, Miami, Philly. I like your bets. I think that's good. I'm just rooting to, for us to close out these series bets tonight. That would be – 
That would be the greatest thing. Yes, that would be that'd be wonderful. Uh, we do have a face-off coming as well. Guys, I don't know if – I mean, do we want to sit here and talk about y'all's bets and Hurricanes and Bruins? Anyway, no, we're just going to pass. We'll just, <laughs> just pass on that. Uh, Bruins, minus 125. Home favorites there, plus 105 on the Hurricanes as road underdogs. About a half hour after that, Maple Leafs and Lightning. Lightning, minus 140. Home favorites, Leafs, plus 120. Road underdogs. 9.30 Eastern, Wild and Blues. Uh, blues are very slightly favored. Minus 115, minus 105. Let's go Blues. Need that to, Wrap it up. Need that one to get donezo. And then at 10 Eastern, the Oilers and the Kings. Oilers, your only road favorite of the evening. Minus 135, plus 120 on the Kings as home underdogs in that one. We do have a very light baseball schedule this evening. Only three games yet to come. There are two that are going right now. Astros are up four to nothing in the eighth inning on the Twins. The Reds are up early one nothing on the Pirates. Uh, just minus one thirty five on the Reds if you wanted to play them. Plus one hundred five on the Pirates as uh, as underdogs. They're just down a run. Eight oh five Eastern Royals and the Rangers. John Heasley, Taylor Hearn. Yes, those are real baseball players. On the mound, uh, minus 140 for Taylor Hearn and the Rangers. John Heasley is a plus 120 underdog with the Royals. Eight and a half is your total. 810 Eastern, the Yankees and the White Sox. We got Luis Gill and Dylan Cease. Cease and the White Sox, minus 145 favorites at home. Plus 125 for the Yankees on the road. Eight flat is your total. And then at 1010 Eastern, 710 Pacific. We got the Phillies and the Dodgers. Zach Wheeler for the Phillies and Tyler Anderson for the Dodgers. Anderson and the Dodgers are minus 145 home favorites in this one. Wheeler is a plus 125 underdog there for the Phillies on the road. Seven and a half is your total. After a kind of a rough start, Wheeler seems to have righted the ship there for him and get got back to what he looked like. Last year, so Wheeler, just a slight underdog here. I'll, I'll I'll see how this one drifts. Maybe if this thing gets up a little bit, a little bit further before first pitch, I might uh, take a little piece of Wheeler in that one. Tyler Anderson is nothing, nothing I'm scared of. That is all. That's it. Oh, that's, that's just very three games. abrupt ending. Just three. By just, the way, uh, just three minus a bajillion. That uh, if Chris Berman were doing baseball in 2022, he would say Dylan cease and desist, and then think it was like super clever for everybody. Every time you say Dylan. That, so. Never ceases to amaze. <laughs> uh, by the way, has anybody seen if there's has there ever been six game sixes on one night ever? This is unbelievable tonight. Uh, Kyle Lowry ruled out for game six of the Eastern Conference semis tonight against the Sixers uh, because of a lingering left hamstring injury. In case you were on Kyle Lowry watch, uh, and then in football today, before we get to the schedule, some notes. Uh, Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy was arrested this afternoon, currently in custody. The Arapahoe County Sheriff's Office confirmed to multiple news outlets, Judy being held on charges of, get ready for this, second-degree criminal tampering with a domestic violence enhancer. That's a misdemeanor. He's on no, bold, uh, no bond hold, that according to Ari Mayroff. Now, you may have been wondering, what does it mean, second-degree criminal tampering with a domestic violence enhancer? Because I know I was, so I contacted uh, a lawyer friend. And he said, have no idea. But he said Colorado doesn't have specific statutes for domestic violence, but the state has domestic violence enhancements to the statutes that already exist. Usually this means he may have damaged property during an argument or something, and the other person could have been injured when it happened, but don't have the specifics right now. But anyway, in case you want some uh, legal background on that, there you go. Patriots finalizing a trade of backup quarterback Jarrett Stidham to the Raiders. A source confirmed to ESPN, the Patriots also send in Las Vegas a 2023 seventh-round draft pick in return for the Raiders' sixth-round selection, according to a source. So I guess Josh McDaniels liked himself some Jarrett Stidham the, when he was in New England. The Stidham experiment that never that never even began in New England is officially over. And Kentucky Derby long shot winner Rich Strike, Richard Strike, which I believe is the full name, will not run in the Preakness on May 21st. They said the plan the whole time was... That if he ran in the Derby, they would rest him in the Preakness, and then he would come back for the Belmont. Well, he happened to win the Derby, and everybody who has a no on a triple crown bet, cashes. There Cash you go. It. Boo, I, uh, that's no fun, though. That, that horse was ready to run the Preakness right after he won the Kentucky Derby. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I, I, put, out, I put out some commentary on this on the Twitter machine that some people weren't in love with. But, oh, I mean, well, I, What I, was your commentary? My commentary is, look, for the casual sports fan, yes. you care about the Kentucky Derby – 
and then you mildly care about the Triple Crown, That's whether correct. there will be a Triple Crown winner or not. Thousand percent. Now that there is no longer even a chance for a Triple Crown winner, we care not at all. Check it on next May. Yeah. Like when when the Kentucky Derby rolls around again why, next May. Why is that controversial? Well, everyone, everyone's like, people still care about the Preakness and the Belmont, and I'm like, no, no, no. Like, you want me? To yes. Say- the the people who jumped in to care about horse racing for the day, yeah, that pool was already shrunk significantly when we get to the Preakness as it is anyway. And now that there's not even a chance for a Triple Crown winner, that is now shrunk to like this tiny little. You want pod. me? I agree with you 100. Yeah. You want me to say something controversial about horse racing? Because I am your guy. If that's what you want. <laughs> um, you see that horse after that race, Rich Strike? Yeah, trying to try, bite trying to bite that other horse. Trying to yes. bite everybody. Okay. So say he, he was ready to go right then. Let me just ask you a question, real quick. Let's say, let's say Matt and I are in a boxing match, right? Yeah. And then Matt beats me in the boxing match. And he's so, um, I'll use the word enraged, if you know where I'm going, that he then kills you in the parking lot outside afterwards, tries to bite you. What would you say about Matt? Would you have some suspicions about him? Would you be like, whoa, dude, <laughs> you, you okay? I'm just saying. There's something that's, different that's, about that's, you That's today. very strange horse behavior after winning a race. I like the way you laid that out. Out of you. nowhere. Yeah, yeah. So right. odd behavior. Odd behavior. So I would hate to find out at some point here in the future, irresponsible horse racing radio that I'm providing right now, that we find something out about Rich Strike. Yeah, but you know what? You're doing it so subtly. Thank you. Just, you know, nobody out there is going to pick up. Nobody understands what I'm saying. By the way, if they (laughs) accuse me of it, I didn't say anything. What did I say? Uh, And here's big news for the state of Kansas. Kansas governor, by the way, Paul Carr, who lives in Topeka, Kansas, he uh, tipped us off on this a few weeks ago. Kansas's governor has officially signed the sports betting bill into law. Congratulations, Kansas. Online betting expected to go live by late August. Hello, 35th state. And eat it, Missouri, I think is the other part of that. Kansas sticks it to Missouri once again. Yeah, that's the, I mean, if you live in Missouri, you are, you are very unhappy in the, in the, with the way that this is going. The interesting thing about this, um, for this Kansas sports betting bill. So we see a lot of the time they argue about, you know, what does the revenue from the state, where is it going to go, right? You know, like, okay, is it going to schools? Is it going to roads? Is it going to, you know, whatever it's going to be. This is actually funding a special, a, a very special little thing where all of the money, the revenue that the state is gathering from sports betting mm-hmm. in this is going into a fund to lure a professional sports team to the state which is it's very specific because we all know they want the they they want the Chiefs to move across the the, right. the state like from to Mis- move across the from state Kansas line. City Missouri to yes. Kansas City Kansas yes they want the, and so so the all of these the re- tax revenue is going into a fund that is for a campaign to lure a professional sports team to to Kansas hmm. wow hey or or from our perspective whatever it takes yeah I mean whatever you know, it takes got sports betting thirty five is that really thirty five I missed the jump from thirty to thirty five. Are we at 35 states? Um, according to that according to that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll have to do some county later. Uh, plus the District of Columbia, of course, which has it worse. You know, I got it wrong more than anybody. Uh, we are underway in Boston, game six between the Bees and the Hurricanes, which Andy McNeil now says he understands that it sounds different. He can different. hear it. Okay, good. Yeah. good. He, says, good. Uh, he says it's not because I'm Canadian. It's because I'm from... The Maritime Islands, apparently, he said, (laughs) for Canadian geography. We'll come back. Jake Hahn will join us to talk NHL. Not only this game, but the Leafs and the Lightning, the Wild and the Blues, the Oilers and the Kings. It's VEASAN's primetime action. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. 
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime, it's Gil, Matt, and Kelly. Glad you could join us. Let's talk some hockey because we got a quartet, a quadruple header of game sixes. Uh, to help us along, we call in the co host of the Point, the Fantasy Hockey Show on Sirius XM, host of the Fantasy Hockey Pick and Bets for the Mayo Media Network as well. It's Jake, it's, uh, Jake Hahn. How you doing, Jake? Good to see you again. I- yeah, good to see you guys, too. And uh, we couldn't ask for a much better night, like you said, leading in. Four game sixes, the potential of four game sevens on Saturday if, if everything falls according to plan. So we'll see what happens tonight, but it should be really fun. Man, could you imagine all those game sevens? Let, let's talk about the Leafs and the Lightning, which are coming up in, in 15 yeah. minutes. Game six back in Tampa. Tampa, of course, has this unbelievable streak going through the years that they don't lose after a loss in the postseason. That has helped them, of course, win two Stanley Cups as they go for the three-peat. But their back's against the proverbial wall tonight. They are minus 150 favorites. And so I just, I, I'm just trying to gauge, non-quantifiable here, the pressure that would exist on the Lightning today vis-a-vis the pressure that would then exist on the Maple Leafs in a Game 7 where they haven't won, they won a playoff series since 2004 or a cup more famously since 1967. I think the pressure that would be on the Leafs in Game 7 would almost be undescribable, even though they're going up against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, and you could sort of use that excuse that, oh, you got to play a great team in the first round. At some point, they just have to get it done, whether it's a good team or whether it's a team they should have beat, like the Montreal Canadiens last year. So I think tonight, maybe the pressure's a little bit off the Leafs compared to what it would be in Game number 7, but it's paramount they go and get this thing done because they're going to have to answer questions for two days straight about how they can't get it done in Game 7s and about how things haven't gone their way in that situation leading into that Saturday game seven so this is an opportunity for them to go out there and exercise some of those demons but like you said the 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 playoff record for Tampa they never lose two games in a row in the playoffs so it's hard to bet against this team in this spot and we are seeing a lot of line movement we're seeing the line up close to about minus 150 now whereas it opened I believe around minus 130 so clearly a lot of people playing that angle that Tampa is going to bounce back after another playoff loss. We just got started in this Hurricanes and Bruins game. There was just a, a very uh, – Bruins being a, a short favorite there, about minus 125-ish, something like that. We're a live betting show. Is there – with it being such a tight – with it being such a tight line to begin with, would you be looking at any sort of in-game play if either one of these teams were to fall down early here? Like, how did you see this one kind of heading in? Yeah, I'm on the Bruins here for this game, and I'm on the Canes for the series, actually. So I do have a Canes series bet that I'm hoping at some point comes through, but it's just, it's been one of those homer series that when it's in Carolina, the Canes have had the matchups, and it's certainly favored them. And when it comes back to Boston, it's favored the Bruins, and they've been able to get the matchups that they want and protect the perfection line. Those top guys, I think when they're in Boston, it's much more difficult for the Canes to get those matchups and shut those guys down. So I like the Bruins, and I think it's a good price if you want to wait and maybe see how the first period 
period goes, if the Canes do get up at one point, uh, the Bruins are a team that are very comfortable playing from behind. Over the last few years with this version of the Bruins, they just find a way to score clutch goals when they need to in the second and third period. So even if they do get down in this game, I think it could open up a, a nice live betting, betting opportunity on the Bruins. You sold me. I'm doing it. You're doing it? I'm, I, right. I want the Bruins to go. Get, get down. Get down. <laughs> I want the – let's go Hurricanes. Get, get get a goal, and then I'm coming in on the Bruins. All there right. We, we got a couple games out west later tonight. A couple more game sixes. You said you were on the Lightning tonight, uh, pre-flop. You're yep. also on the St. Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues trying to close out the Minnesota Wild, our old friend Marc-Andre Fleury. You not only have a play on the game, but you also have a couple pre-flop uh, prop bets as well. Yeah, the Blues are a team that I've really liked for a while now. And I, I think last time I was on with you guys, we talked about some cup futures and I mentioned them as a pretty good number if they can get through this series. Minnesota is a great team as well. And they're going to have to face another great team in the second round in the Colorado Avalanche if they get there. But I think they're up to the task. I think they've got a lot of experience winning the cup a few seasons ago. You're getting them at a pretty short price tonight. I've got a series price riding on them. I've got a cup future riding on them as well. So why not just go all in on the Blues at a short price on home ice? Because this is, this is the type of game that I think if you're the Blues, you approach this like a game seven because you have a chance to close out the Wild. You're in your own barn. They play very well on home ice. You don't want to give that back to the Wild. You don't want to give that momentum back to Minnesota. Take this thing back there where their crowd would just be insane for a game seven in Minnesota. So I think it's paramount that the Blues get it done. You mentioned the prop market as well. There's one line. There's a few guys that are just driving the Blues right now. Ryan O'Reilly, Jordan Cairo, David Perron. All of these guys are worth a look, I think, in the shots on goal department, the point department, assists, goals, anything like that. Those are the guys I'd be targeting for the Blues because they're getting a heavy share of the minutes and a lot of the power play time as well. And then we have the 10 p.m. Eastern face-off between the Oilers and the Kings. Kings are a slight home underdog here, and you are looking to back that uh, home underdog. Yeah, I, I think the Kings have been disrespected the whole time in this series. Ever ever since the start, and, and you know, we're seeing some of the prices. When Edmonton's at home, you can get the Kings around plus 200, which I just think is, is crazy. I, I believe at one point they were plus 220 uh, for la for the last game, and they just dominated the Oilers 5-on-5. Five five. I just think they are the better team 5-on-5. Five five. Now, if this turns into a penalty-filled game, it certainly favors the Oilers because they can get the big boys out there on the power play, McDavid and Dreisaitl, and they can go to work. And, and that's where I think the Kings would be at a disadvantage. But to continue you making them home dogs based on the way that this series has gone to me is a little bit disrespectful to the Kings. So we talk about pressure off the top uh, with the Leafs and that market. There's a ton of pressure on the Oilers to get this done. They, this was looked at as a nice opportunity for them to win a round, to take a step, to possibly get into a battle of Alberta in the next round. And right now they're, they're fighting for their lives tonight. So at plus 120, I think there's some value with the Kings. If you're looking uh, to the prop department for the Kings as well, their second line has been driving play a lot. Philip Deneau, Trevor Moore, uh, you can look to outside follow who's actually up on the top line as well. These guys have been very good in, in the shot and uh, point market lately for the Kings as well. Uh, let's go to tomorrow for a second. I realize uh, there, there's, you know, four games tonight, and so we want to focus on that. But there, there are two games tomorrow that have a lot of intrigue. We'll leave the Flames game aside for a second. But on the one hand, you have a Rangers team that came back from the dead after the Sidney Crosby injury last night, came all the way back. Uh, the Penguins tied him. Rangers retook the lead. Rangers stave off elimination. We're in Pittsburgh tomorrow. I, 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 Sidney Crosby very much in, in doubt right now for this game. And then you have the Caps and the Panthers. And I, I grew up a Washington Capitals fan. This franchise has, known, has, has had no shortage of playoff frustration, just playoff calamity throughout the entire uh, nearly 50-year history of this franchise, a few years shy of 50 years. And then here we are, back-to-back -back games. They missed an empty netter by an inch. Panthers tie them late. Panthers win in overtime. Then last night, the Caps are up 3 to nothing. Panthers come all the way back, cover the puck line, for goodness sake. And I guess the question is, in both cases, like, do you feel the Caps and the Penguins can rebound? Obviously, Penguins still up a game. How do you feel about both of those? And I think we lost Jake Hahn. That was a wonderfully long-winded question that may not get an answer. He was looking at you so strangely that I was wondering. I thought he was a deep thought about what Hill's exactly question. I did happened. too. I was like, he's gazing deep in my eyes. He, he either loved or hated your question, one like, of the two, and these, I couldn't tell. I'm going to tell you, was the, he was like, these are the most brilliant questions I've ever heard in my hockey life. He, he was looking at me, and I was like, he loves or hates this question so much. I can't tell which one. But the answer was neither. <laughs> the answer was neither. Anyway, the those are tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if we can ever Jake. But, but uh, he does, again, to review his plays tonight, he's on the Lightning. He is on the Blues. 
he is on the Kings. And in that Blues game, he's got uh, Ryan O'Reilly and Jordan Kyrou, uh, jo- Jordan Kyrou, both uh, on the St. Louis Blues, both over 2.5 shots on goal, or as Kelly put it up on the screen, 2.5 Sogs. Sogs. <laughs> Jake, Jake sent me Sog. I was like, I'm going to go with Sogs then. I'm just, <laughs> just going to elaborate a bit on this. Oh, Maybe man. Sogs are a thing, and we didn't even know it. Sogs are a thing. No, oh, he, mean, like, te- he texted. No, I'm too- saying that like people, maybe people call them sogs. Oh, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of hockey friends. I don't want to ask Andy because Andy would never call it a sog. <laughs> so would, I don't want to. Andy like, would mock you for calling. Yeah, it a like sog. I don't. I don't want to ask Andy because he would never do that. Uh, this is a tweet from G Weezy. Been saying this about Rich Strike. You're the first person I've heard say something. That's because it's irresponsible, G Weezy. Uh, Jason H11. Sorry, Gil. Mister Richard Strike passed all the drug tests. Look at you trying to stir up the Twitter machine. Uh, so there's some reaction <laughs> from the first segment anyway. It, it did have something. We also got someone, uh, uh, Wilkman. Oh yeah. What did Wilkman t- tweeted say? us here? It's, it is, uh, it is something to do with property with. Oh, with talking Jerry. about Jerry G. Yeah. Yeah. It is something to do with property. So, something to do with property and, and, and doubtful that it, someone explaining that there was no act of violence. Who knows? We don't know. Just yeah. that Jerry, it's a misdemeanor and. The Broncos hope that Jerry Judy comes out unscathed, basically, the point of that. All right, so um, that's the story with all of Jake's picks. And again, your basketball picks tonight again? Did you have any? Yes, I have under team total for the Sixers, and then I have also under first. Nothing nothing anyone can do. Nothing anyone can do do under first half. Oh, my God. Is Danny Green okay? Did he get up on on his own power there? Danny Green got caught under... Embiid, I believe it was, and Danny Green being helped to the locker Ooh, room. Man. Yeah, his leg got wrenched. His left leg got cut under, uh, caught under Joel Embiid. So early going in Philadelphia, Miami was up 7 to nothing, and it's now 9-9. to Philly has come back, but uh, Danny Green appears to be done for the short term for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Early stages, first few minutes of Game 6 in Philly tonight. Yeesh. That was not pretty. That was not good. Not pretty. All right. The NFL schedule is coming out. And we have all the week one games. We have all the lines associated with it. We're going to go through these one by one. And let me just say this. Survivor players may not be happy right out of the shoots of week one. Oh, no. This is going to be tough. We'll tell you all about it next. Coming up, Feaston's Primetime Action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Winning never looked better. Make free hoops and soccer picks for a shot at the sweet payday with the H&M Wear That Feeling Prediction Series. Enter three pools and compete for your share of $15,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash HM now to get in on the action. H&M to make everyone look and feel good. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details it is the nfl 2022 schedule release and we have all the week one lines we'll have all the regular season win totals in full uh, effect later we'll have other different games to uh, go over later but let's just let's just focus on the week one lines for now we have the full slate of them let's go through them one by one beginning thursday night boys you could chime in at any point for any one of these let's do them for all Buffalo at the Rams. We knew this one was coming Thursday night, the first one. Rams one-point opening night favorites, total at 52. Nice way to start the NFL season. Nice marquee matchup. With, oh, that's beautiful. With the short shot to win it all, the Buffalo Bills and the defending Super Bowl champion Rams. You Just, racing to place your bet right now? No, but it is. It. I mean, this is so great. It's it awesome. Is. It is. Perfect game. To start things off. Over or pass for me here. <laughs> <laughs> over over pass. If this game were in the middle of all the games on Sunday, would we bet it? That sort of thing. We'll get to all our, uh, our weekly cliches. All right. then. But, but we get, you know, one thing I, I will add here, though, that we did because we got so into the draft and we got, like, so into some of this other stuff. Just a reminder for this Rams team, because I don't think we, I think we talked about it enough. They signed Allen Robinson. So, like, this Rams team that has Cooper Cup already signed Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. So, it is it is now a better version of this team that is going to be rolling out because 
you would take a trade of Allen Robinson for Robert Woods, which by the way, Robert Woods didn't play, you know, the majority of the year, and then same deal with with Odell, and so so like you. You would you would take Allen Robinson ten times out of ten over either one of those guys at this point in their career, and so you're you're upgrading this Rams team that was already really good. Now look the the offensive line situation with Andrew Whitworth retiring certainly one of the better guys in a stalwart of of you know all pro teams and stuff like that for a long time. They're certainly going to have to see who can slot in if if you know Note Boom is going to be good enough on the on the offensive line. But man, it is a a fantastic, fantastic way to start. Absolutely. This By the way, if you're wondering about strength of schedule, the Rams, when you're looking at the opponent's win percentage uh, from the previous from the previous season, which I hate this, which but I, I hate, yes, yes, right. I, uh, which I hate this, but yes, it's it's worth it's worth it's of no, it's worth noting. That's right. You should we as betters, we should really do this through the prism of season win totals, but just for from do it through the yeah. prism of opponent's win percentage. The Rams have the toughest schedule, five sixty seven opposing win percentage. Cardinals and the Bengals. And the Bucks, right behind them. Niners and Chiefs not too far behind. So everybody on the left side there with the uh, toughest through that prism anyway. And so the Rams with the toughest, and it begins with maybe the, one of their toughest games, hosting the Buffalo Bills. Uh, by the way, the easiest single schedule, the easiest two by, uh, by virtue, or I should say through the lens of opponent's win percentage, the Cowboys in Washington. Oh, friendly. By the way, the Giants and Eagles would be the next two easiest. Why? Because they all play each other. That's the state of the NFC East. Cowboys in uh, Washington, 462 opposing uh, win percentage. Back to the schedule. Then on Sunday morning, it begins 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. A AFC South battle, if we can call it that, between New Orleans and Atlanta. Jameis against Marcus Mariota, we think, maybe. Minus three and a half in favor of the Saints on the road. Total at a, at a very small 42 in this one. So New Orleans is at Atlanta early Sunday morning. Also on Sunday. Now, we didn't think we'd have Cleveland Browns lines, but we do seem to have one. Yeah, really didn't think we would see much Cleveland-wise, uh, but DraftKings has posted a line for this game. Yeah, these are all courtesy of DraftKings. Cleveland three and a half point road favorites at Carolina. In an interconference game, uh, Sunday morning, total at 42 and a half. San Francisco is at Chicago. Oh, now this is interesting. 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m., also early game in the early window. Is it going to be Trey Lance? Is it not? If it is, would you lay the six and a half at Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears? This total also low. Few really low totals to start things off Sunday morning. Nine or six and a half point road favorites, 42 and a half at Chicago. Yeah, I mean, so this is one of the ones that did kind of pop off just a little bit. A little yeah, bit. sure it does. Yeah. Like a little bit to me whenever I saw this because, as you mentioned, Gil, I mean, look, we don't know. I guess there is, know. in theory, this could still be Jimmy Garoppolo's team. I mean, like, I, I guess in theory, you know, this the surgery he had, he recovers, camp doesn't go like – San Francisco wants you to want you to think it's going to go because they think it's Trey Lance's time. They think he's he's good enough to to play in the NFL at this point. But there's a chance that he's not, and there's a, certainly a chance that they look at this and go, "Okay, we made a bad draft pick. Mm-hmm. We aren't the first team to ever make a bad draft pick. That's it is right. what it is. Let's cut our losses. Let's cut yeah. our losses. We'll we'll play Jimmy this year, and then we'll go back into the into the talent pool next year or something like that. It, it, so I mean, if I knew for a fact it was going to be right, Trey, Trey Lance, Lance, you would jump. I would play this. I actually I would, would. Like, I would I, too. I, I would. But I yes. think there's also. I mean, there's also Debell Samuel. You got a, a factor into this equation at least right now, right? Like we have no idea what that situation might be with the 49ers. You know, jump ahead to to when Week One finally kicks off. So I. I I don't know. This would be me grabbing bears right now or nothing here. Like you said, that's that's the that's the one so far that was like, oh well, that would be interesting. Uh, also, Sunday morning, NFC North uh, rivalry game. Pittsburgh's at Cincinnati. Cincinnati uh, begins their defense of the AFC title at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, Cincinnati favored by six. Joe Burrow and the Bengals total forty-five in this one. Of course, Pittsburgh drafting Kenny Pickett. Um, one does not necessarily expect him to start the season as their starting quarterback, but Pittsburgh will be six-point road dogs in that one. Philly is at Detroit. Philly did themselves really well in the NFL draft. They are four-point road favorites at Detroit, and Detroit starts as a home dog. Now, here's, here's, here's where I'm just going to start with this. As these start to build up, 
we're going to, these are a lot of home dogs on week one. And this is where it gets to my survivor comment before the break, which is what a way to start. They're going to be 10 home dogs in all in week number one when all is said and done. So enjoy survivor players right out of the shoot. Go look up there. There's your boy. Look up there. Uh, Taking him to the championship. Look at that. Look every, at it. Every time Carson Wentz is on TV, man, tell me This is a beautiful shot of the guy. He's just uh, up there. He's, he's, he's telling he's telling everybody about how they're uh, they're going to win the East, and uh, yeah, you know, we're going to win the East, yeah. and I'll make some really bad plays. <laughs> also, Sunday morning, Week One, Indianapolis. Speaking of Carson Wentz, his old team, led by Matt Ryan, seven and a half point road favorites. Forty four and a half is the total at the Houston Texans. I believe it was Doctor Eric Eager who quipped on Twitter. First, a uh, first uh, buy granted by the uh, NFL in Week One since 2004. It's a joke about the Texans, is what that is. Indianapolis seven and a half point road favorites at Houston, and then New England's at Miami. Oh, there's a nice little game to start Sunday morning. That's the best on paper of, of the ones we've gone through so far on Sunday morning. Bill Belichick and the Patriots travel to Tua Tagovailoa, Tyreek Hill, and the Miami Dolphins, and the Dolphins registering at three point home favorites. 45, the total Sunday morning. Good game. So you guys weren't surprised. That's a good game. The Colts, seven and a half on the road versus that San Fran, six and a half. Like, that is, I I don't don't know. That seems, like, the Colts, seven and a half seems right on to me. San Fran feels very high at six and a half right now. I mean, a lot of question marks up in the air with that team, but. That, no, that's my biggest takeaway from this for this first half of the week one. The road favorite parade continues Sunday morning. Baltimore, four-and-a-half-point favorites, just four-and-a-half, I might add, at the New York Jets, who had themselves, by consensus, the best draft of anybody. Totals at 45. And the final game Sunday morning in the Sunday early morning window, oh, it's a barn burner. Jacksonville at Washington. Speaking of Carson Wentz, Trevor Lawrence travels to uh, Ral John, as we used to call it there in Landover, Maryland, Washington, four-point favorites, totals 44-and-a-half. And please, bask in the glow of the metal taco holder logo that Washington now has. Then there's four games in the afternoon slot. KC's at Arizona. Good game there on paper with the Chiefs, three-point road favorites. Another road favorite, total 53. AFC West battle. Vegas at the Chargers. Chargers by four at home, total 52. That's the uh, those two games that we just went through, the highest totals, I believe, thus far in week one. Also Sunday afternoon, Green Bay is at Minnesota. How about that? NFC North, the two teams expected to vie for the NFC North title, begin the season in Minnesota with Green Bay, a one and a half point road favorite, total 49, and then rounding out the uh, Sunday afternoon schedule. The Giants are at Tennessee, not nearly as sexy as those last three we just mentioned. Tennessee by six and a half, total at 44 down in Nashville. Sunday night, doesn't get much better than this. Didn't we have a Tampa Bay? Oh, we had the we had a Dallas at Tampa Bay recently, I think, to start a season. We now have a Tampa Bay at Dallas Sunday night to start the season with Tom Brady coming back for the Bucks. Tampa Bay, two-and-a-half-point road favorites with a total at 51-and-a-half. And then Monday night, how about that? Russell Wilson and the Broncos travel to Russell Wilson's old team, the Seattle Seahawks, the Broncos, and Russell Wilson. Four-point road favorites, total the lowest of any game in week one, 41. Our reaction to all of that and more right after the break. It's Vison's primetime action. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. Oh, 
OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Spring Special is here for only $59. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Next few months going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN.com. Subscribers have access to Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, Jonathan Von Tobel's best bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil's all through the Stanley Cup playoffs. Oh, and so much more. Lots of NFL preseason coverage, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. The full Visa experience if you want it. It features daily best bet emails, every edition of Points Red Weekly, use of our betting tools, and live video stream whenever you want it. Cost is only $59. That is $76.85 Canadian dollar real strong. Hmm. Dollar real strong. Dollar real strong. We got a, we got a powerful dollar right now. Fifty nine U.S. dollars to be a subscriber through July thirty first. Veasan dot com slash spring for all the details. Skill Matt and uh, Kelly. It's Veasan's primetime action. So uh, again, ten home dogs to start week one. The twenty twenty two schedule. Was there anything else we uh, we didn't give you a chance to react to the uh, the second board of games? Yeah, I mean the first one is like okay, well the Vikings will be a teaser. I'm already, th- I'm already like, oh well, there's a teaser leg. Vikings That's through happening. the three in the oh, seven. Oh yeah, I love that. I was, I almost want to bet that right now, but I know I should. <laughs> Vikings tease it up, maybe with the Cowboys too. Eight and a half at home. Come on. It's like that one's getting teased. So, so off we go. Um, so, so that people can get a, a true idea of what we're talking about, Kelly. If we could pull that graphic back up of the strength of schedule by last year's win percentage, just so we can kind of show the discrepancy in, in kind of the strength of schedule stuff here. So the strength of schedule by projected wins, Gil, Mm -hmm. actually has the New York football giants as the toughest schedule. I mean, uh, as the easiest schedule with the chiefs as the toughest schedule. So you see the chiefs one, two, three, four, five, sixth, toughest if we're going by opponent win percentage if we go by their projected wins for 2022 the Chiefs have by far the toughest schedule yeah like and it's not even close it's kind of like if you see the little graph it's like all the 31 other teams and then the Chiefs are like Mm -hmm. way down here totally because their their schedule is so incredibly tough so you can kind of see how that just differs right it's like Chiefs Rams Raiders Steelers as your kind of top four, and with the Texans being the fifth toughest schedules out there. so And a lot of them make sense from just the standpoint of, I mean, like the AFC West. We all saw it get a lot harder this year, right? So it's going to make sense that those those teams' win totals are going to be higher, you know, compared to what we're seeing on something like this, for sure. Yeah, no, no, for sure. But, I mean, listen, one of the t- a couple of these teams that we have said – that we are, and we don't have the full, you know, we'll we'll try to run through these the full schedules and stuff whenever we get them, and we'll see if there's any weird sc- scheduling quirks and stuff. But a couple of these teams that we said that we were, were bullish on, almost irrationally bullish on, uh, the Eagles and the Colts, the Eagles have the second easiest schedule, the Colts have the third easiest schedule 
again, according to projected win totals of their opponents heading into the 2022 season. And so not only did we like what these teams did in the offseason from a personnel perspective, but they also are kind of backing us up here with, yeah. with having some easy schedules as well. Yeah, uh, and again, we don't. We'll go through the, you know sequentially mm-hmm. a little bit later on. But just to remind people of how difficult the Chiefs' schedule is, in addition to the Broncos, Raiders, and Chargers home and road, they got home games against the Bills and the Rams. They have road games against the Bengals, Colts, Niners, and Cardinals and Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go the opposite, talking about your Eagles' comment, the Eagles' schedule besides playing Cowboys, Giants, and Washington home and road, you know, have home games against. The Packers, Saints, Jaguars, and Steelers, and road games against the Bears, Lions, and Texans, to give you an idea. And our friend Warren Sharp did a little bit, just a, a little bit of a, a dive into last year and why why it is important for us to look at what these projected win totals are as from a strength of schedule perspective whenever we're trying to gauge how tough these team schedules are going to be. Um, just a quick look back last year at the teams with the hardest and the easiest schedules. Of the 10 teams that had the hardest 2021 schedules, only three went over their projected win total. Of the 10 easiest schedules, only three went under. Wow. So There it is. It means it matters. It matters. Yeah. It, it, it matters. Absolutely matters. Let's, let's go back to the week one, one games because I'm curious your thoughts. San Francisco mm-hmm. stood out to us because we don't know if it's going to be Trey Lance or not. Um but there were some there were some other interesting ones on uh, on the second board. Well, the, this first this first board right yeah. here. I mean, the Cleveland one, like we said, who knows? We have no idea what's going on yeah. with the quarterback situation there for them. So we, we really thought at one point we would get no Cleveland Browns lines. So that's a bit of a surprise to us. Well, the other interesting thing I guess in this is is that you know the. The team most rumored to be trading for Baker Mayfield was Carolina, right? <laughs> like so, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's mm-hmm. like, is the quarterback that may or may not, you know, would it be Baker Mayfield starting against Cleveland? And did the NFL do this as a little ha ha? You know, there's always a little, yeah, just like March Madness. There's always yeah. a little inside joke to some of these. Mitch Trubisky, one might think, and the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Cincinnati opening day. Philly only laying four at Detroit? Is that short to you? I feels a little short to me. I don't know. It does, but I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Philly the the benefit of the okay, I'm gonna let you stumble for the for, for three weeks into the season before I jump off the train. <laughs> right. Or whatever. Yeah. Like Or show me first, maybe. Yeah. I, I just feel like that's like Philly and San Fran, that those two lines should be closer together than what they are, but there's a lot of unknowns. With well, we've made our teaser already. It's going to be Indy down to a point and a half, and <laughs> that's right. And 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 Completely. Minnesota up right. to seven yeah. and a half. Yeah. And well, I actually love that. I love it right now. <laughs> Mark it down. Mid-May. Yeah. There's our teaser. Teaser we, of the week. We've already got it. Uh, page number two here. I, I had some questions here for you on this one. Uh, the last couple games here in the mornings, then all the uh, the four afternoon games plus the uh, the primetime games as well. Um, I'm curious what what you feel about. Washington and Jacksonville, again, not a sexy matchup. Washington only, in quotes, laying four. Baltimore only, in quotes, laying four and a half at the Jets. But let's go to let's go to that, you know, let's go to Sunday game. Kansas City's at Arizona. Kansas City laying three. No Tyreek Hill for the first time. Arizona with a uh, topsy-turvy, a little tumultuous offseason with Kyler Murray scrubbing his social, then saying, oh, it's my team. It's not my team. Um... And then there's the one here in the AFC West, the Chargers hosting the Raiders, Chargers giving four. So I think all lines look pretty kosher to me, but I'm curious if you have a bias in one direction. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved to take in the field goal with Arizona if DeAndre Hopkins hadn't gotten suspended. But with DeAndre Hopkins suspended, it's it's I think it's it seems pretty it mm-hmm. seems pretty fair. Um that's it. I mean, more than a field goal with this Raiders team. Again, I said I'm I am irrationally bullish on this Raiders team. All they can do is just prove me wrong. But um, I I think more than a field goal is at least fairly interesting for me. Looking at these lines here, I mean, I think that there's I think they're a little bit a little bit disrespected in the fact that they did. Yes, the Chargers did the most to upgrade their weaknesses in the over the course of the offseason. I mean, they just went and loaded up on defense as they should have and it's, you know, it, it looks like they have 
done what they need to do to at least compete in that division. But look, it's it's under the radar what the Raiders did. They did some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they did some really good on both sides of the ball. And so, man, give me maybe give me a little bit more than a little bit more than a field goal. Are the Giants getting too many points at Tennessee? <laughs> that's that's going to be the major question. Yeah. Of all the ones on here where I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, brother. Yeah. It's like A.J. Brown out of town. Like, what's Tennessee going to look like? Oh, it can't. Is it just Derrick Henry runs for 240 yards in this thing or something? And, like, that's going to be good enough. And, but, we'll, and we'll all look stupid if we took the Giants. Right, right. Yeah. And we'll all look dumb because he just, you know, controls the ball and they have, like, 70-30 time of possession split and all that. But hey, the, in theory, on paper, the Giants should be better. Last thing, because I want to get to get to what we're doing next segment. But but Denver, only again in quotes, giving four to Seattle. Oh, Seattle. They d- so they did this for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so they did this that was sure. a planned yes. Monday yeah. night game. Yeah. Total only 41 for <laughs> Russell Wilson's return to Seattle. <sighs> we might find out that Seattle is god-awful. They might be yeah. real bad. We'll see about that. Of the favorites, that one would that one certainly seems pretty juicy. Yeah. Now I've said, what would you do with it? again? Tons of tons of road favorites, tons of home dogs, ten home dogs and all. Good luck, Survivor players. All right, coming up after the break, Kelly, where else are we going to go with this? Yeah, we got a lot going on. So in about 20 minutes from now, we'll take a look at all the updated win totals, yes-no playoff odds. We've got cameras inside the DraftKings trading room floor right now. Uh, that We are watching these guys get these numbers adjusted, ready to go. If you're on the DraftKings website, you're seeing stuff come down, being reposted with just slight movement in the schedule. So we'll be looking at those in about 20 minutes. Then we'll be going through team-by-team team, some of the schedules that stick out to us, and then it's 6 o'clock, DraftKings Sportsbook Director Johnny Avella will be joining us live from the trading floor to talk about this whole process, week one lines, and everything that they're posting right now up at DraftKings. All right. Looking forward to that. I think uh, someone has to help Johnny turn on his computer, though. I think his screen was off there. Oh, we had the live view. <laughs> what hell about? All right. I look forward to this. We all look forward to it. And, of course, six games, sixes, four in the NHL, two in the NBA. We'll update all of that as well. Miami off to a nice little start, but Philly has finally taken a lead. Coming back. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 